It's Fire Away Friday. Fire Away Friday. On Exploring the Word, this is your chance to ask us your Bible question at 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. You can also email your question at word at AFR.net or visit Facebook.com slash Exploring the Word. Exploring the Word. It's Fire Away Friday on American Family Radio. I was reading Romans chapter 6, and in Romans 6, 11 through 13, Paul says, Consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ. Do not let sin control the way you live. And I was reading a commentary by Chuck Swindoll. Everybody, I'm sure, knows that great man of the word, Chuck Swindoll. He was commenting on Romans 6, that we are dead to sin, and we're alive for Christ, and we are not to let sin control the way we live. Here's what Chuck Swindoll said. He said, life on earth is really a string of moments, and I don't want my testimony for Jesus Christ to be shattered by a single moment of indulging the flesh. I don't want one moment of rage or pride or lust to cast a shadow over a lifetime of walking with my Lord. Frankly, I fear that possibility, says Swindoll. And do you know what? I want to fear that possibility, because if I stop fearing sin, I'm in grave danger. And I open the program today, Bert and I, uh, Alex and Bert here, so glad you're with us on Fire Away Friday, because Bert, I think more than ever, we do need to live in the power of the Holy Spirit, and we need to let the Lord give us victory over sin and temptations, and uh, we need to show the world that our Christian Uh, testimony is authentic, don't we? We do, and we do that by our lives that we live, those things we do, those things that we don't do, Uh, and we let Christ be seen. By the way, we do take calls today, Fire Away Friday, and that number, 888-589-8840. We open those phone lines, and uh, we'll take your call. Alex Chuck Swindoll, I'm just going to say it. He is in my top five favorite all-time pastor authors. Uh, Now, I I don't want to demean anyone. A lot of pastors, they're great preachers and orators, and their their writing is not as, quote, as efficient. And some authors, their writings are awesome beyond measure. And I'm not going to name names, but the preaching is not there. Chuck Swindoll, I I just want to share with you, and I was telling this to Randall Murphy, the journal edit, editor of the AFA Journal. We were talking oh, yeah. about Chuck Swindoll and his ability just about 30 minutes ago. And then you read that. And I just want to say that guy, if you can get a book by Chuck Swindoll, get it. I don't care Absolutely. a commentary or just a devotional book, get it. It will be worth your time. You, you know, speaking of the journal and Randall Murphy, um, I got in late last night, and there in my stack of mail was the AFA Journal, and I, I give God the glory. I so, I give God all the glory. Bert, um, you and I are in there, the, the Revelation study, and then Randall uh, published an interview he did with me, and um, I just want to give God all the praise. I, I was here, and Angie saw me reading that, and uh, what an honor, what an honor to create things that are useful to the ministry, and I think 
hope, hopefully useful to the lives of others. And uh, so I don't know if you know it, but the current edition of the journal, you and I are in there, brother. Well, amen. I'm telling you, I, I am just thankful to have the friends that I have and, and the work of associates that I have here at AFR with you, Alex. And uh, we had some people come by today and they were visiting. Uh, yeah. Carla and Seth, they said they'd be listening. They're on their way back home from uh, to, to Arkansas. And yeah. so we give they it was good to meet them. They love exploring the word. Love you, Alex. And uh, they they just, you know, we, we love these the opportunities that we have on the radio, in the journal, on the stand, whatever it is. And so we praise God for it. Well, well brother, amen. we've got people lined up, ready to call. Do you want me to go to the calls today? Do you want to run that screen or you want me to? Would you run that? I will and run I, the screen. I sure I'll will. I'll give the number, folks. It's 888-589-40 and Fire Away Friday, and we're going to get in every phone call and question that we possibly can. And the first place we go is to the great state of Minnesota and talk to Jay. Jay, welcome to Exploring the Word. Oh, hi. Yeah, great show. And uh, I just wanted to mention that I'm I'm, I'm big-time pro-life guy and Christian. But anyways. Amen. Hey, listen. Pro-life and Christian ought to be synonymous. I just put it that way, Jay. You're you're in good territory, brother. Right. I believe that. I believe that. So I'm always uh, arguing with the uh, pro-choice people, and I'm saying... Why do you guys, the liberals, of course, and I go, why do you guys just worship death? You uh, want to kill the baby in the womb, and you're allowing tons of people to come in the, with the open border, and there's tons of people dying. How? Why do you guys just worship death? I don't understand it. How well, they can worship death so much. They. How many years? Uh, we, we're going to get into the Bible question, but since we're here, I'm going to drop in. Alex, uh, when did the culture of death? I remember hearing that you know when they were taking you know, you know pro- quote pro-choice, and mm-hmm. honestly, somebody came up with that idea, Jay and Alex. You know the culture of death, and listen, we want a culture of life, and the Bible produces that. God breathed into man, and he became a what? A living living soul. soul. So that's what we do. Got a question for us today, Jay? And uh, oh, they and also they always uh, put a pretty uh, term on it. Yeah, they have to listen. We're gonna we appreciate you calling in, but they have to change the language and meaning of words. The word "gay," I uh, people notice I don't use it too much. I was looking at uh, just the paper the other day, and there was these people that I I know of and know, and their last names are gay and. Uh, so I, I, they have to change the, the, the language to make it, quote, acceptable into a lar- larger audience. And uh, the rainbow, man, don't let them steal the rainbow. The rainbow is a promise from God, you know? So, yeah. Alex, I, I know I'm I, – I, somebody said, you go to seed on that stuff, don't you? And I said, well, I, I'm biased. I'm a biblically biased person. And so, hey, you ready to go to another call? Let, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's go to John in Mississippi. Welcome, John. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Hey, You're on, you brother. Okay? Doing fantastic yes, today. 
Hey, uh, the more I study in the Word, the more the more questions I have. I'll answer <laughs> one thing, and then I'll come across to something else. And guess uh, what, John? My question. Just guess what? That question? will not change. Yep. That will not change. <laughs> I believe you, brother. I believe you. <laughs> my question today is: Is uh, the Jehovah in the Old Testament is that the same as the Jesus that we know? Okay, it's not the same wording, but it's the same person, Jehovah person, Lord. Yes. Wouldn't you say that? It, go to John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word was with God. The same was in the beginning with God. Alex, uh, yes. Go ahead, Alex. Well, you know, um, Jehovah is really from the Hebrew word Yahweh, which uh, there are not vowels in the Hebrew language, and uh the the word for almighty eternal god is really yahweh now in the uh, name of jesus which is really a form of joshua which means jehovah saves so when we're using these these proper names of god we're talking about a number of things the fact that he is eternal his eternality his power but also his salvation and it is the very same God and Savior of the New Testament, because in Mark chapter 14, when Jesus was um, being accused, and I've always loved Mark chapter 14 because Jesus quotes from some of the Old Testament passages in uh, Mark 14:62, he utters something that no pious Jew would have even verbalized, and he attributed the name I am to himself. Now, from Exodus 3:14, that that verse that speaks to the eternality of God, Jesus appropriated that to himself. So Jesus, now we know that's Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, but the, the eternal nature of Yahweh God, Christ appropriated that to himself in a number of places. So uh, one God throughout the Bible, although by several designations we refer to him. I, I would. I've always said this. He is so big. How could, you know? It says the earth and the heavens cannot contain him. Uh, when they wanted to build him a house, one name cannot contain him <laughs> or yes. describe him. You know what I'm saying, Alex? Would you? Yes. Uh, amen. That's our God. Let's go to Georgia and talk to Calvin. Calvin, welcome. Hey, how you doing, Brother Burke? Fantastic. I am today. I, I try not to say that too often, but today I am fantastic. So so it's good to talk to you, Calvin. Yes, and I want to say hi to um, Brother McFarlane. Um, I'm a fellow uh, North Carolinian. I was re born and raised in Rocky Mount, North Carolina. Okay, um, yeah, sure. I, okay, I, now, I know that area question. well. <laughs> well, good, good. Um my question today is, I know it's a question that you have uh, probably answered many times, because I do listen to your program quite often, um, but uh, some, there are a lot of, uh, there are some prominent preachers that have said this, and if I name the names, you would know who I'm talking about, but I'm not going to do that. And they say this, that when Jesus died on the cross, gave up the ghost, and was buried, they, when Jesus died... He went to hell, and he took the keys of, wrestled the keys of, 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 
uh, uh, to hell, to the gates of hell from Satan, and went to do, spent. That's why he spent three days in 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 the earth. And I looked at the scriptures, and I uh, no reference have I seen where he went to hell. What I have seen is he told the told the uh, uh, thief on the cross today. Today you will dwell with me in paradise. So if you could speak to that, give me a a verse of scripture that we show why people would say that. Is it something they misinterpret or what? Okay. Calvin, thank you. That's a great question. We've got about a minute and a half. Let me say this. When you talk about the place of departing spirits, Hades, hell, it's, it's compartmentalized, got two places, the place of paradise and the place of torment. And you see mm-hmm. that in Luke 16 with the, that story. With Alex saying that, Try to answer, Calvin, here in about a minute and a half here. Well, you know, it does say in Ephesians chapter 4 that when he descended into the lower parts of the earth, he led captivity captive. But Jesus didn't have to arm wrestle Satan for the keys of death and hell. Uh, Revelation 1 verse 8, he says, I am the living one, I was dead, and I'm alive forevermore. And Revelation says Jesus is Alpha and Omega. So, God never changes. That's Malachi 3 and Hebrews 13. And Jesus is the same yesterday and today forever. So in Revelation 1.8, he says, I have the keys of death and hell. Well, he always did. The Creator God, the Savior, the Lord of life has always had all the power in his hands. So when he went into the lower parts of the earth, he did go into the realm of the dead. He led the, the saved saints of old to heaven he pronounced condemnation to the lost, but he didn't have to fight Satan for the keys of life and death and judgment. God has always possessed that authority. Amen. Thank you, Calvin. Great question. And guess what? We're going to stay here and we're going to get more questions. So stay tuned for more A Fire Away Friday on Exploring the Word. This is Pause to Pray. A chance to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today, we pray for Mark Schneider, director of the Institute of Education Sciences. His office provides scientific evidence for use in policymaking and daily practice in our schools. Proverbs 19.2 reminds us of the importance of studying as a means of gaining knowledge. Desire without knowledge is not good, and whoever makes haste with his feet misses his way. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask for wisdom for Mark Schneider as he acquires and provides data to help advance our country's education system. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team, a nonprofit, nonpartisan ministry dedicated to encouraging prayer for our nation's leaders. To learn more, go to pausetopray.org. God wants a close, personal relationship with His people. But Dr. Tony Evans says too many of us settle for religion instead. He'll talk about one reason why as we spend two minutes with Tony. The thing that will take your spiritual life, my spiritual life, and our church's spiritual life to a whole nother level is walking relationally with the God who is personal and relational by nature. Now you can't see Him. He's not physically here. Jesus is not physically here, and God is a spirit by nature. It reminds me of the story of the teacher who 
who was an atheist and she asked her kid in the class, do you see the trees? The kid said, yes. Do you see the flowers? The kid said, yes. You see the sky? The kid said, yes. You see the sun? The kid said, yes. Then she said, do you see God? He said, no. And she said, then he must not exist. He said, teacher, may I ask you a question? She said, yes. He said, do you see your mind? She said, no. He said, well, you must not have one. We believe in many things we do not see. One of the reasons we're not seeing more of God is that even if we believe him, we don't believe there is a response from him. We must believe in him that he is going to, in fact, join us and he is going to walk with us. If you're ready to start a brand new life walking side by side with God, you can find out more by visiting us at TonyEvans.org and clicking on the word Jesus at the top of the page. And be sure to join us next time for Two Minutes with Tony. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. When you're up on the mountaintop or walking through the valley below. Jesus is alive. When the storms come crashing in and you're carrying a heavy load. Don't look for the answers in worldly things when your life is tough. Turn it over to Him. Jesus is enough. That's one of the greatest thoughts in the world. Jesus is enough. It's enough to ask you, is Jesus enough in your life? And I pray he is, he, that he is Lord. Hey, we're going to take calls, but right before we do, Alex and I, we not only do this radio program, we, do, we preach, and Alex just goes all over and preaches. I usually do interim pastorates. I've done, since I've been with AFA, AFR, I've done 10 different churches, interim pastors. For those that don't know what that is, uh, while their pastor, senior pastor is gone and they don't have one, I go and I preach and share and train and try to do some things like that. And that's what I do. That's a calling that I feel like I have. But also, we do marriage retreats and uh, we, we go to churches and Jan and I do that. But the we also do the pastor and wife fishbowl retreat, and we, we still have some rooms available if you want to get in. Uh, time's running out, October the 19th through the 21st. That's a Tuesday through Wednesday. It's going to be at Pickwick Land in State Park near Savannah, Tennessee, overlooking the Tennessee River. I can just tell you it is beautiful. Uh, Jan will be there, and uh, you hear me all the time, but you'll want to hear Jan. She does an awesome job of sharing what it's like as a pastor's wife and from a biblical view, the things God's shown her. And Ed Vitagliano is going to be there, great, a great thinker, great communicator. J.J. Jasper is going to be there and share. Oh, boy. And it's always fun. So you can go to repairingthefoundations.net repairingthefoundations.net and there you can register we have people that are going to be there we're going to have a grand time and if you don't know if your pastor and wife would like to go go ask them and october's pastor appreciation month what a thing to give for them uh it's been a tough year i know 2020 was was difficult and 21 hasn't let up a whole lot but uh, yeah. so it might be a good time for them to get away. Alex, you've got something coming up in October as well, don't you? 
Well, I do. I do want to say next Thursday, uh, this is um, September 23rd, I'm going to be in Paris, Tennessee, Tomorrow's Hope Pregnancy Medical Clinic. This is a a pregnancy care. It's a pro-life fundraising dinner, but I'm going to be there speaking. I'm very honored to to do that. And if you Google Tomorrow's Hope uh, in Paris, Tennessee, which is not too, too far from Nashville, I surely would love to meet you there. I'm going to see some of my dear friends like Carlton Gerald and Steve Gallimore from the Tennessee Valley Community Church and Cheryl Connor, who helps uh, lead that. But I, I can't wait to be there, and I'm very honored to be invited. But listen to this, folks. Our first post-COVID Worldview Apologetics Conference, October 15 through 17, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We're going to be at First Baptist Church, and we're going to have Frank Turek and Sandy Rios and a dozen speakers. You don't want to miss Truth for a New Generation because, yeah, we're going to be talking about getting into the Word and defending the biblical worldview, but we're going to be talking about a biblical response to the woke movement. Now, I'm going to say this, Bert, we'll go back to the calls. Listen, I don't know if you saw it in the news just this week. Um, Republican lawmakers were very upset because at the National Archives, the Constitution and our founding documents, some people put uh, warnings that these documents may contain offensive language. Our, Our Bill of Rights, Declaration, Constitution, and so part of the reason, Bert, that I'm doing this Truth for a New Generation Biblical Worldview, we have got to understand morality and truth and the role of the church, or we're going to lose our nation. No yep. kidding, no fooling. Bert, 20, 20 years ago, I was working with Dr. Dobson and Chuck Colson, and wise men like that would say, we have to have a revival or we could lose our freedom. Uh, it's we're we're about there, we and so yep. pray for TNG. If you want to come, register and attend. It's for all ages. Just my website, which is alexmcfarland.com. Bishop E. W. Jackson from the Awakening will be there. Sandy Rios in person. This is not video. These everybody's there live, and so I'd love to see you in Myrtle Beach, October fifteen through seventeen. And we must pray and get equipped to save our nation. We are excited about that. So register if you're a pastor and wife, fishbowl, if anyone, truth for a new generation. Let God lead you. Okay, let's go to the phone lines and go to Texas and talk to Steve. Steve, welcome. Hi, Alex and Bert. God bless you guys. I love you both very much. I want to ask you about if you had a 20-year-old son and you were going to get him one study Bible and say for just basic insights and wisdom in life, uh, you know, uh, MacArthur, Swindoll, Stanley, Wisby, Wisby, you know, that, and also (laughs) one book for this so that he understands Revelation, Walford, uh, one book for understanding prophecy, one good study Bible to understand how to live. Wow. What? Mm. 20-year-old son. Amen. You're a good daddy. You are. And you named <laughs> some – was that a, a roll call of, of great men <laughs> that I heard? I think it was, Steve. They were. Listen, right now, uh, the Holman Study Bible is awesome. But I, I want to tell you, the one that I bring, unless we're doing something else, sometimes I bring David Jeremiah's. I've brought the New Living Translation. But, but I, I just want to share with you what I have done, and I bring it to this 
program that's in front of me right now is the new open Bible. It is so helpful. I The introduction to each book is just tremendous. The references are awesome. They, they You run a chain reference. The notes at the bottom, uh, sometimes you'll go, it'll, it'll take you to one, and then it'll tell you the page. There, there's a lot out there, but I do recommend it. I have found it to be great. Matter of fact, Alex, it's the book when I was serving on the board here at American Family Association. Uh, Brother Don Wildman wanted to give us a Bible of appreciation for serving, and this is right. the Bible that he gave us close to 20 years ago. And it's got Bert Harper, American Family Association, on the front, and that's the one I use on American Family Radio. It's a good Bible, but there's others as well, aren't they? Well, you know, I, I really do love to talk about study Bibles, and, and sir, thank you for this great question. And, uh, you know, because different study Bibles are are good for different uh, types of, of research, really. I mean, if, if you're just overall talking about Christian living and understanding how the Word of God relates to our life, uh, Bert, I've always appreciated the Life Application Bible. I got that and, one, too. Um, it's great. I got that one at home. <laughs> yeah, so I'm and, covering you know, it, many, man. Yeah, many a time on exploring the Word, the Bible that I have open is a Bi- life Bible. Um, some years ago, shortly after I got ordained, they gave me one, and I, I think, if my memory serves me, I think it's published by Tyndale, T Y N D A L E, very good publisher. The Life Application Study Bible. Now, let me just say this. Bert mentioned the Holman Christian Standard Study Bible, which Bert and I, when it came out, we were asked to endorse it, and we did. Um, that, to me, is a really good study Bible for like Bible knowledge, and there's a lot about the Old Testament and the history of Israel, archaeology, the HCSB Study Bible. If I can uh, take a little turn that won't surprise a lot of people, there is the Apologetics Study Bible. And I want to mention two of those. Um, and, see, you know, apologetics is the discipline that deals with defending the Christian faith. And several uh, years ago, a couple of publishers put out an apologetic study Bible. And um, Norm Geisler, Josh McDowell, myself, a lot of people wrote notes for the apologetic study Bibles. And Holman publishes one of those. Now, one last thing I'll say along those lines. Also, the the man that uh, founded the Institute for Creation Research, ICR, Dr. Henry Morris, brilliant guy, brilliant, brilliant guy. And there is, um, sometimes it's called the Henry Morris Study Bible, and sometimes it's called the Defender's Study Bible. It's the same thing. There are so many good notes in the Henry Morris Study Bible published by Institute for Creation Research about biblical worldview. Earlier in the program, somebody mentioned, how did we become a culture of death? Well, Henry Morris writes about that in the notes of his study Bible, The Fruits of Evolution. So, Life Application, Holman, uh, they're, they're all good, and I just applaud you for being willing to, you know, help contribute to the spiritual growth of, of your son. Thank you, Steve. We hope that helps you, and you are a blessing by calling today. Let's go to, well, we'll stay in Texas and talk to Kim. Kim, welcome. Hi there. Yes, welcome to Exploring the Word. 
Thank you so much, teachers. God bless you all, and I, I absolutely love the AFA family. Um, my comment is um, on the abortion topic. Um, I, I've had a few in my younger days, and uh, I can remember the lie that Planned Parenthood told me back in the early 80s that it was just a little blob of cells and it was not a viable human being and I believed it and for many 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 years I felt so guilty I hated myself and when I rededicated my life to Christ in 2008 through his grace and his mercy and his love he told me I was forgiven hallelujah amen 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 and I just want every woman and girl out there who have been through it to know that God's great <laughs> and his love and his mercy is is what you need Amen. because you are forgiving. You are forgiven. And I just wanted to share that with anybody who's struggling. I live in Texas and I want to get involved with some of these pregnancy centers and I would love to be able to talk to these girls and counsel them on my past experiences. But I just wanted to share that, that, that there's hope through God, through Jesus Christ, and he loves you, and he, he will forgive you. It's there for the Amen. taking. You just need to ask. Amen, Kim. You're hearing that from someone who has experienced it. She knows what it is to be guilt-ridden, to look down on yourself beyond measure and have the grace of God to change your life forever and ever. Kim, thank you for that. Pray, Alex, uh, people needed to hear that. Men who have, uh, men out there who have taken mm -hmm. their girlfriends, their wives, their fiance to the abortion clinic, uh, the, I want to tell you there's forgiveness in Christ Jesus. For those women, yeah. there's forgiveness. For the mothers that's taken their daughters to get an abortion, there's forgiveness in Christ Jesus. And I, I would say, yes, it, it's painful, but I could hear the restoration in Kim's heart that the forgiveness has really changed her life, Alex. Amen. Amen. And you know that forgiveness is available for everybody. Look, no matter who you are, um, whatever your past might include an abortion um we we all are tempted and people do things that they wish they could forget but you know what jesus will forgive any sin if we confess and turn to christ and we often say this jesus is as close by as a prayer and the time for you to be set free and to begin to experience the forgiveness and the joy to know that Christ has forgiven you and is restoring you, whatever it is that weighs heavy on your conscience. This new life, this brand, a clean slate for your soul can begin today, right now. Bert, we often share a number, and listen, folks, no strings attached. We just want you to be encouraged, and somebody will pray with you, no obligation of anything. We just want to help you. What is that number whereby people can call and just have a listening ear and pray with somebody. It is triple eight need him. Triple eight need him. They're our partners in ministry, 
and we send people there quite often saying they can help you, they will pray with you, they will lead you in the direction of Christ where you can pray and receive Christ into your life as Lord. He will forgive you, he will restore you, and he Man, when you come to Christ, he changes it. He changed everything in my life as a 12-year-old boy, Alex. Now, that's I know that's Amen. young, Amen. but he changed my life. He'll change your life. Let Christ in. Thank you, Kim, yes. from the bottom of our hearts. Let's go to Tennessee and talk to Gloria. Gloria, welcome. Thank you, sir. How are you all doing today? Doing well. Thank you for asking. Good. Good. Um, I just want to make some comments. I did enjoy the um uh, everything I've heard thus far, and I do agree with you about uh, if you say you're a Christian, you don't have to say pro-life, but unfortunately, sometimes you do these days. A lot of folks don't even understand that <laughs> being a Christian mm. is pro-life. Amen. And, um, bless you. And uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, I Gloria. I said bless you. Okay. And um, then you was talking about that the young man was talking about the keys, uh, that, and we know that Satan never had the keys, and uh, he didn't have to wrestle with with nobody, cause uh, and uh, what Satan wanted to do was keep Jesus dead, but he didn't have the power to keep Jesus mm. dead. So, and that that was the end of that battle. But uh, I wanted to talk about this border situation, our president, and uh, and this is just my view, and I really believe that. Uh, the Biden administration, along with Pelosi and Kamala and, and all those shifts and all them, I really, this is me now, believe they are worshiping Satan. Okay, Gloria, thank you for your call. Listen, uh, time's running out. We need to we need to pray for them, asking God to work in them and stop the uh, evil agenda. Alex, I don't mind adding that to my prayer. He can, and we are mm-hmm. praying for that, aren't we? We are. Stay tuned, folks. We're going to come back with more calls and Bible questions on today's edition of Exploring the Word, back on the American Family Radio Network. Hurricane Ida is one of the strongest hurricanes to hit Louisiana to date. Thousands are in need of hope and help. So 8 Days of Hope is headed to Louisiana to help them begin rebuilding their lives. If you're local to the area or if you can travel, you're very welcome to join. But if you can't do that, you're still able to help through your prayers and donations. To sign up as a volunteer or to donate, go to 8daysofhope.com. 8daysofhope.com. The Gospel. What I heard on the radio, you guys have changed my life. Vital information. My kids and I are so thankful for you, and we love your news and everything that you'll give out. God is using American Family Radio to transform American culture. We'd love to hear your story. Call 877-876-8893. That's 877-876-8893. You might hear yourself on the air during our share October 12th, 13th, and 14th. Then David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not tested them. So David put them off. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. As David prepared to face Goliath, Saul tried to outfit David with Saul's personal armor. But David didn't have Saul's armor when he faced the lion or the bear. And David recognized that he didn't need the armor to slay Goliath. Today, many Christians yield to the temptation to be hipper, cooler, even a little fuzzy on the clear teachings of Scripture in order to face the Goliaths of our day. 
But Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men. We don't need a cool light show to be effective ambassadors for Christ. All we need is to offer what we have freely received. We know the transforming power of Christ because he has transformed us. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Dr. Stephen Rummage with a minute in God's Word to help you keep moving forward. Psalm 107 verses 6 and 7 says this, Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way till they reached a city to dwell in. During the Babylonian exile, Israel found themselves in distressing places. So what did God's people do? They called out to God for relief. And what did God do? He brought them to a place of protection. He brought them to Himself. Augustine said, You have made us for Yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in You. Spiritually speaking, your heart will run around searching for fulfillment and always winding up empty until you come to Jesus. Call on Him in your trouble and you'll be satisfied. For more resources, visit movingforwardradio.org. Join me every Sunday morning at 8.30 Central for Moving Forward right here on AFR. Welcome back to Exploring the Word. In a desperate place, Father, I know you can bear the weight, Father, take me in your arms as I speak your name. Welcome back to Exploring the Word. We are taking phone calls. We've got room for one or two. We're going to try to get to as many as we can. That number, 888-589-8840. This is Fire Away Friday. And first of all, we go to Texas and talk to Heather. Heather, welcome. Hi. Um, I just wanted to call and say thank you to Tim because she said that for me. I just got in the car and turned the radio on, and I hear that, and Oh my God, abortion, and I know that Jesus forgive me, but hearing all the commercials and stuff lately, it's just been really hard because my husband left me. And um, But I just wanted to say that Isaiah 54 says, Shout for joy, barren one who has borne no children. Break in the cries and shout the joy, you who are never in labor, for the children of the forsaken one are more in number than the children of the wedded one. The wedded wife says Yahweh. So widen the space of your tent. Do not fear. You won't be put to shame. And don't worry. You won't be disgraced. You will forget the shame of your youth. Your creator is your husband. Yahweh is the boss. His name, the Holy One of Israel, is your redeemer. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Thank you, Heather. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. This is what this program's about. I I just want to tell you, yeah, we talk about... Uh, things that's going on, current events that we need to stand against biblically, and we talk about that. But lives being changed is is the whole idea. The Lord's come into life, and he changes. He changes your direction. He changes your perspective. Alex, he changes your destiny, doesn't he? He really does. And sister, God bless you. You mentioned Isaiah 54, verse 17 of that wonderful chapter, which talks about that we can sing for joy and the Lord has washed our sins away. Now, 
Isaiah 54, 17. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication is for me, says the Lord, vindicated, forgiven, restored in the eyes of Jesus, and no more judgment against us, even our own uh, decisions. He, he not only forgives, he restores, and we go forth in Jesus. We do. Amen, Heather. Thank you. And uh, thank you so much for calling, and we pray God would just continue to use you and bless you. You've encouraged us today. Let's go to Louisiana and talk to Ken. Ken, welcome. Hey, how's it going, guys? Doing well today. Well, I just got a simple question. Well, it's kind of simple, may not amount to much, but I've always wondered, since Jesus is God and man, um, you know, we got insight into his youth and then later on when he was out you know preaching and and teaching um but my my thing i always think about wonder about you know did he always know what his purpose was did he have to figure that out did he have to struggle with it i mean you know there's no i don't think there's going to be an answer but what how do you guys feel about that? Okay, Ken. I, I think there is some information that helps us to answer that. Uh, Philippians, he emptied himself, the divine kenosis. Alex, he wasn't there playing like a baby. He was the baby, you know? He, yeah. He, yeah, he was that toddler. One of the moving things on the, the movie The Passion, you know, of the Christ is Mary remembering Jesus when he was just a toddler and how he was running and he fell and Mary ran to pick him up. I, that just touched my, I, you know, I appreciated them seeing that. But as a 12-year-old boy, he had had some revelation, and then it said he went back and grew in knowledge and in favor with God and man. It sounds like that there was some information and revelation would you say to him about his purpose would you agree or you think oh yeah okay and, and you know um uh, the caller's right I, I don't think we completely understand it but uh bert you mentioned the luke 2 i would encourage people to read luke 2 40 through 52 jesus grew and became strong filled with wisdom. he grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. And you, you remember he went to the temple and he uh, said, I must be about my father's business. And then, of course, um, in Luke 4, when he went to the temple and read scripture, it says every eye was fastened on him. And he said when he read from Isaiah, today scripture is fulfilled in your ears. So Bert, at some point, he began to realize his mission and his identity. You know, as a seven or eight at the temple, hearing scripture and the spirit of God begin to impress on his heart, you know, you are the incarnate son of God and your mission is to die for the sins of the world. See, Bert, I, I think it's the Holy Spirit that helps all of us understand our, our purpose and our mission. Amen. Uh, and it's so important to be in church, hear the word, and to be at all steps of our Christian life very much attuned to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
You're right. Ken, thank you. That was a great question. And I, uh, I think many of us have pondered that. And I, but there is some light, as we have shared today, that gives some light to that question. Let's go to Missouri and talk to Bo. Bo, welcome. Hey, guys. It's a pleasure. First-time caller. I've been listening to you guys a long time, and I really, really appreciate what you do. Well, thank you for calling. Uh, I'm glad you got through today. Go ahead, Bo. Yes, I'm uh, myself. I think I owe Southern Baptist, grew up in the Memphis area, and uh, got to meet Adrian Rogers once and went to Bellevue Baptist several, several times. And uh, being a Southern Baptist uh, uh, and becoming a believer at age 13, uh, uh, I never give up on my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh I do have quite a few friends that are non-believers, and they're good people, very good people. I love them. But if they ask me a question, prove to me there's a God, what's a good short answer to kick that off? Okay, Bo. I'm glad you have friends that you can influence. Uh, (laughs) One of the worst things we do is isolate ourselves sometimes. And, and, uh, so I'm glad you haven't isolated yourself, Alex. When I hear that, uh, I, two things come to my mind, design one, and then the truth of scripture. Uh, you know, they say prove that there is a God, but Alex, you're the apologist. You, you that you've done that quite a bit. How would you answer that? How would you help Bo? Well, uh, God bless you, and thank you for caring about the souls of of the people around you. Very simply, I want to give you four alphabet letters, Creates, Scripture, Savior, C-C-S-S, the letter C, C, the letter S, and S. Creation had to have a creator. Our conscience speaks to the fact that there is a a moral law that everybody knows. I mean, this is one of the most universally documented facts that all human beings have this knowledge of right from wrong. And honestly, evolution has no answer for that. And then the Bible with fulfilled prophecy and its predictions about the regathering of Israel in the end times. And then, of course, Jesus, virgin born, sinless life rose from the dead. My point is CCSS, creation, conscience, scripture, savior. These things are best understood in terms of God existing. And one, one last thing, let me, let me focus in for a moment on creation. Uh, what, what we now know that Charles Darwin didn't know was that DNA is information. Now, here's the thing, whether it's a, a plant, an animal, or a human, or a vegetable even, it's all DNA, and the DNA is encoded, encrypted data. We have never, here's the thing, never in history found information coming from a non-intelligent source. I mean, if you, if you saw four letters on the beach, help, H-E-L-P, you would know, okay, somebody wrote that. Well, the DNA that makes up you, that makes up a hamster, that makes up a you know, a blade of grass, it's encoded data. It had to come from an intelligent source. And we call that intelligent, creative power, God. We do. Bo, 
Thank you. And again, CCSS, Creation, Conscience, Scripture, Savior. And notice, always go to Jesus. He is yeah. the author and he is the finisher. And uh, don't ever ignore it. What you have in the Bible is creation and redemption. God's two great acts, creation and redemption. And major on those, and it'll bless you. Thank you, Bo. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Mississippi and talk to Billy. Billy, welcome. Thanks, guys. Hey, I appreciate your show. I'll listen to you whenever I get a chance. Um, I've listened to you guys this week on, on David and everything, and it, and it brought back to mind a question that I've wondered from time to time. Well, Saul saved. So I, I, I personally think he kind of was um, just because of what Samuel said to him, you know, to, you, you're going to be with me today after Samuel had died. So, but just wanted to get your take on that. Okay. Uh, I, I just want to go on the record. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 Billy, I know you got, you thinking, let me give you one, and I'm just doing this in the book of Acts, where I'm, I'm interim pastor at First Baptist Church, Baldwin, Mississippi. By the way, if anybody would attend Sunday morning, 930, I'm preaching. But on Wednesday nights, I'm doing Bible study, and I got to the book of Acts, and, and Philip comes and preaches, and the sorcerer Simon goes through. It says he believed. It uses the same word and was even baptized, and everybody looked like he was saved, started off right. But the end, he tried to buy the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, and Philip let him have it. Now, we don't know what the result was. I, I know a person can look like they're saved, sound like they're saved, and never having come to Christ. I just don't know. What do you think about Saul, or do you have an opinion about that, Alex? Uh, you know, um, we don't actually know. Okay. I think you dropped out there. If he comes back in, Devin, you can let me know. Uh, Saul is one of those people that you just don't know. Solomon is is easier, I think. There's no doubt in my mind. Solomon started out right. He prayed for wisdom. He wandered off. He did wrong, and we talked about that yesterday about the many wives. He was in sin when he did that. But you come to the Ecclesiastes, and it says at the end, what you do, you obey God. You know, that's what really matters. So Solomon, with Saul, you don't have any kind of a record of him getting right after that. It, so what we don't know, uh, Samson went off track. But the end, we find out there was some faith there, trust in the Lord. So Saul is one of those uh, issues, Billy. Uh, I hate to put it in that category, but let me just tell you, Anytime you hear me or Alex say, I don't know, it's awesome. By that, I mean we have a God that does know, and we can go to him. And he lets us know on things that really do matter. Uh, we're having trouble with the connection with Alex, so it may be me, but we may reconnect with him. We're trying. Devin's trying right now. But thank you, Billy. Great call. Let's go to North Carolina. Yes, Jeremy, welcome to Exploring the Word. Yes, I have a quick question. I wanted to know, did, first it says the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Could you explain that one? Okay, good question. Let me give you another one that kind of goes along with that. Servant. The highest position in the kingdom of God is servanthood. Remember what Jesus said, I came not to be served but to serve. 
And that's the same thing with this. The first shall be last. In other words, when you want prominence uh, in the book of James, it talks about that person. The church was kind of playing preference, and it says they give him the highest or the most honored seat. It says don't do that. And when you are putting yourself out there as the first and uh, wanting, and you demand that, uh, you're going to be put in your place. Alex, the question is, explain the first will be last and the last shall be first. And, and it does say something about life, doesn't it, about how we're to serve the Lord. Well, you know, Mark 10, 44, uh, Jesus said, he who would be the greatest among you would be the servant of all, you know. And so um, it's interesting that the pathway to greatness is humility and service to Christ, isn't it? And uh, we are to subordinate ourselves and elevate Jesus. You remember John the Baptist said, he must increase, I must decrease. That's the wisest thing we can do. I love that passage of scripture, and it does say something about what we're to do. And Jeremy, we hope that, and, and what you do, you want to serve. People ask, how can I find my my spiritual gifts? Alex, I got one word, serve. And, and I, with all my heart, I believe God will reveal that to you. It will be started in your life. I know you can take tests, and I'm not saying don't take that, but I found the greatest way in my life is to serve the Lord. And when that happens, I find those gifts that he's given me whether it's exhortation, uh, showing mercy, or whatever they come to be. So, Alex, uh, it's good to be with you today. And, again, don't you get forget, how can they find out about Truth for a New Generation? What's the website? Oh, thank you so much. AlexMcFarland.com. And go there. You don't want to miss that. That's in October. The Fishbowl Retreat. Find out about that at RepairingTheFoundations.net. And we would love to meet you. Alex and I love to meet people that uh, listen to us on the radio. We love to meet you. So, Alex, we'll be back Monday, and we'll start again with uh, the, the Prophets, Kings, and Kingdoms. Great study, isn't it? It is, folks. Thanks for listening. Please keep your radio tuned to the American Family Radio Network and tell somebody about Jesus. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.